Her name is Erica Enders, five-time NHRA Pro Stock champion. We caught up with her at Worldwide Technology Raceway during the NASCAR race. And at a track, when she runs there at NHRA, nobody has more wins at Worldwide Technology Raceway than Erica Enders. Is it in the water? Is it the comfortability of that track? What is it? Erica Enders. Such a weird deal. Like there are certain facilities you just, you roll in the gate and you know you're going to do well and you do well. Like St. Louis is that way. Vegas is that way. Bristol's that way. And then on the other side of things, we have tracks like I'd rather go on vacation than go race at the Gator Nationals. I love the Gator Nationals, but I, I think we've exited first round the last three years in a row there with a championship contending car. Just no luck in Gainesville, no luck in Sonoma, no luck in Redding, but we won Sonoma and Redding last year. So we finally broke the curse. So it's just weird. You have good tracks and you have not so great tracks is that a mental thing or is there something with the asphalt or the concrete or the starting line or or the staging lanes i don't know i mean i feel like my crew chiefs and my tuners have a really good handle no matter where we go they're they're awesome at their jobs i tend to be pretty decent behind the wheel uh, most times um yeah, you're only what a five-time champion yeah okay. yeah well but it kind of it could get mental you know like when we roll into reading last year or 2021 i'm like if we can just get out of here with a semi-final finish like I'm okay with I want to win everywhere I go but if we can exit here being the first race of the countdown getting to the semis like I'll be freaking happy but we ended up winning the race so that was awesome but usually we go out first round there so it definitely could be mental but uh try not to let it get to that point we like to huh. simplify things here and there are rooms in my house that I feel better in than I do in other rooms <laughs> we do yeah, and there's, there's places I like to sit at a restaurant and sit a certain way at a restaurant. I want my back to the wall. Right. <laughs> I'm like dumbing, my dad. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm dumbing it down a little bit. But is it similar to that where you just feel better? You do. You feel better. We have a great handle on our car here. And the time of year that we race, it's just um, our, our package. We're really good in the summer and, and in the heat. So uh, as much as I don't like that as a driver, I'm not too fond of sweating. But it's, it's freaking hot here when we race. But we, we always do well. Mm -hmm. How do you balance that mentally with drinking water all the time, eating healthy, trying not to get upset at how hot it is because you know it's going to make you fast in the car? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. You got to control what you put in your body because it's fuel. If you put good fuel in your body, you run, you you operate better. If you put crappy fuel in, you don't you don't feel <laughs> quite as good. So um, it's tough in the summer months because your stomach is like full of liquid because you're drinking so much water. So at those tracks, I try to like find a, a IV company that'll come out and give us an IV and sometimes the tracks have a medical facility but just stay hydrated and it helps you to keep your focus because if you start to feel lethargic then your reaction times aren't good and you know we do the whole ice towel cup of water down your fire suit when you're <laughs> buckling in just if you can shock your body and get your heart rate right um, it's all very important it plays a role in everything let me dumb it down <laughs> again Eric Anders <laughs> when you come to a track and it's cloudy or it's sunny the quicker you realize there's not a god thing you can do about it, the, the better. The better. And have you sought a mental coach? Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Sports psychologist. Um, and then on the other side of that, our dad, we grew up in a really positive environment house. And before he made his money in business, um, he was a positive mental attitude coach. So we grew up not going to classes, but having it instilled in our brains. So I definitely attribute a lot of our success to him and my mental toughness to him because, you know, he's like, he always tells us he's in the military. You can, you can do anything you want for 60 seconds, for 90 seconds, for 10 minutes. Like that's, you just have to make that checklist in your head and do it. When you have an off weekend like this, but all your other compadres, funny car, top fuel, they're, they're, they're racing. They are. 
do you pay attention to it? And I ask that for a reason because this is my job, hanging out at a motorsports event. My day's off. I want to be somewhere the furthest away from what I do. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I didn't really realize yesterday was Friday. So we were at the shop working, but I was on my way to work and I was getting like updates on my phone and we get to the shop. And of course, all my boneheads, they have a laptop up (laughs) with the live feed and we're watching ProMod and they're throwing five dollars or making bets. So, yes, we pay attention to it to a certain extent. But like having the opportunity to come to this race with my sister on and off weekend, like we we vowed that we were going to have fun and not treat it as work. And what a cool opportunity to come watch a truck race and the Xfinity race and the NASCAR race. It's a pretty exciting for a bunch of straight line people are you cool going from those 10 years in a pro stock car yeah i mean i'm okay with it but i i said in my my championship speeches last year like i'm getting close it's not i'm not there yet but it's definitely on my mind you you guys know i mean Mm -hmm. you you do the grueling schedule and you travel all the time and you spend more time with people uh in, in your racing family than you do with your family at home and so that part of it is is definitely challenging and I never thought I wouldn't have a family and I'm getting to that age where like oh, you know you're gonna get kind of old so I don't really know to answer your question I could yeah and mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any reason why we would stop kicking butt or being successful especially with the team that I'm with and the guys that I have so I could go as long as I want but I do want a normal life at some point but is there a goal in life, racing life for you, in that you want to beat certain records? Or you, you'll just know, I'm done. I don't care about the numbers, the race wins, the championships. You just want to be done when you're done. Yeah, I, I guess you know, but then you like look at people like Brett Favre and Tom Brady, who are the GOATs, <laughs> and you just... When's a good time? Do you quit when you're on top? Do you wait till you start to suck mm-hmm. and you get tired of it? Like, I don't I don't know. I think you'd like to quit when you're on top, but at the same time, it's so hard to walk away. This is all I've done. I've not ever had, like, a real job. I, I got done with college at Texas A&M, and I went full-time drag racing, and I've been doing it for 20 years. So I'm not sure if I was released into the wild, I would <laughs> be able to function with society. But, no, all kidding aside. Your I, sister's I, shaking her head no. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's tough out here with a yep. bunch of men. So you either suck it up or go to the house. And um, in the real world, that's not how it really works, I don't think. But for normal females. So. Right. <laughs> not Very saying true. you're not normal. But, oh, no, I'm but not. we're definitely not. <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm, no. Anybody in racing is not normal anyway. It takes It's a whole other mentality of being able to go fast and be comfortable with it. And knowing that there's danger anywhere you turn. It for sure is. And, you know, to answer your question seriously, like when I first started, like I wanted to win a pro stock race. Well, we've done that 44 times now and we've won five world championships. So I really feel like we don't have anything left to prove. I could go race something else and maybe start a new career path not career path but like an avenue but i i love pro stock so much like we we're comparing it to nascar like you have to be as perfect as possible every single time like you don't have another corner or another lap to Mm -hmm. to fix your mistakes so that's what's so intriguing about it to me like you have to just be the best you can right now and that's it and you get an instant report card your day is done if you're you're not perfect you're done Working with Speed Freaks for 23 years, many things I've learned, and one is working with a black man, stat man, for 23 years. I knew him seven years prior to that as well, and working with a woman who's your wife, but in a business that you're talking about that's a male-dominated, a white male-dominated business, and seeing the sport through a black man's eyes and through a woman's eyes has been an eye-opener, to play on words, for me. Do you still, when you walk through the pits or you're in your getting your fire suit amongst the media members, do you still look around and 
count the women in the room or <laughs> I feel like a woman in this room? We have those thoughts and those discussions, like, but in a way where you hope to get to that point one day where you're respected and you're taken seriously and you don't have to work, you don't have to dig yourself to ground zero before you start proving yourself because it's a different, yeah. as you mentioned, like if you haven't seen it or been through it, you really, you really don't understand. And it's not complaining about it. It's just different right. and it's the way it is. But like Courtney works for Flow Racing now and um, having these huge meetings with NHRA and exploring different avenues like she's like I always wanted a seat at this table and now I have one I think that's so cool and I always wanted a seat at the table that I'm at like I walk into a boardroom with my laptop and full confidence that I'm gonna pitch this deal and they're gonna sign up with us like it before that I would have been like where do you want me to sit and I would have you know not said anything but it's it's different so yeah, yeah it's it's cool to, to have earned your way to have a seat at whatever table you're talking about yeah it's it's been an interesting point of view when say someone doesn't know that we were together or been together and hear, hear them talk about Crash or mm -hmm. hear them talk about Statman and I'm going, hold on, man, they're my compadres. Yeah. Uh, why would you say something like that? Why would you feel like that? Because it's out there, man. Oh, it is yeah. freaking out there. And it's out there to this to this day. So it's a it's a revelation that came about of 20 years ago for me going, holy smokes. It's you look out in the crowd and see, oh, I don't see a whole lot of women or I don't see a whole lot of people of color. I just see it differently. Yeah. Now. And that's awesome. You know? There's a lot of ignorant people that don't don't think about it that way, and they don't think before they open their mouth. And yeah. that's just part of the journey. And there are way more valleys than there are peaks. I feel mm -hmm. like I say that every freaking week. Uh, Erica, <laughs> thanks for doing this. Thank you guys for having me. It's great to see you.